to a real bucks talk podcast you can follow this podcast on itunes and google play uh, be sure to give us ratings and reviews as well also you can follow us on social media on twitter and instagram at real bucks talk uh, got a lot of great content on there going out so uh, with that being said uh, this is michael plus and joined by mark ramirez as always mark how are we doing tonight i am pumped for this week because it's combine week also i'm going away for vacation <laughs> for a little bit but mark how are you doing I'm doing good. I think you're more pumped for Key West. Let's just say. I'm pumped for everything. A vacay. Like, I'll, have, a vacay. I'll have Twitter on while I'm at, at vacay, but I will also have a drink in my hand, so got to watch what I say as far as on no, Twitter. please but. let it be. <laughs> let it be. Let it be. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, from time to time, just let your pants down. I'm just, <laughs> just saying, right? No, but today, same old Monday, uh, long hours, a lot of patience, but fun nonetheless mm-hmm. i have fun with anyone but um just happy to talk bucks football as usual yeah love i love the communication and uh talking on twitter and social media all, all this fun stuff like yeah it's the off season mm-hmm. we're still bickering back and forth talking yeah. i love it yeah right yeah you can tell like the fans are like getting more juiced as as the days go on here i mean we're excited it just i think the excitement from bruce arians is like still uh surrounding all of us and we're like just waiting to see how he's going to operate with his team and how he's going to work with jason light um but yeah it's combine week i mean there's a lot of good stuff coming out yeah like, i'm excited for the combine every yeah this is where the nerds of of your teams uh-huh. really really like it that this is where it's like your wives or girlfriends are like what the hell are you watching these damn grown men running around and in, in their damn underwear why are you doing that because it, i'm scouting for my team leave me alone <laughs> this is where the true fans are at right Mm -hmm. now like i'm one of those my wife's like what the hell are you doing but she will never know it's it it, borderline she's like what the hell is your issue but Mm -hmm. hey why why are you staring at yourself in the mirror for so long putting on makeup (laughs) but let's let's move on right i mean yeah but the combine's here guys get excited this is where you get to see all the top prospects all in one spot and it's not just about the 40, it's about everything that they do. And that's why it's it's cool. It's a cool just to see how freaky these guys really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone like um, who was uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah. When he when he was going in, 6'4", 272, had the same vert as LeBron mm-hmm. at like 220, 6'8". I mean, just a man that big shouldn't move that fast and that high and just that much weight shouldn't go that high. Mm-hmm. But you see it every year. There's some freak of nature, like John Ross last year. Yeah. Or was it last year? It was two years ago. Two years. Damn. Yeah. Time's too fast. <laughs> well, no, it's fun. It's fun. fun real fun uh-huh. thing to watch. It's like 
freak athletes all, all in one spot. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get more into that later on in the show. But I think first we wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, shout-outs that we got. Yeah, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. on the show, we, I mean, we do this because we love to do it, but also because we like to share it with all of y'all. Mm-hmm. And we got two shout-outs on Twitter. Thank you so much. We wanted to put that out there first. At Chef Aaron 26 in Twitter. He said, a quick shout-out to Rule Bucks Talk, Mark Ramirez, and Michael Pless with their podcast. You two have great chemistry with each other, and listening to you guys talk about schemes and players being a fit makes me feel smarter as a Bucks fan. Hashtag keep up the great work. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, uh, Aaron. I mean, that's that's awesome to hear. I mean, that's our goal. That's what we're trying to do with this podcast is just to educate fans and and yeah, I mean, if you can become a smarter fan, then we've done our job. Like, that's what we're trying to put out there. Um, yes, it's our opinions, but at the same time, we try to be educational and try to uh, keep it logical as well. You know, not just put out stuff, you know, it's not nonsense. You know, we actually put a lot of thought and process into this and how we go about it. And I mean, that's just awesome to hear. And hopefully uh, it just keeps on coming. Yeah, it's not like we're just throwing crap yeah. into the wind and hoping it catches, right? Yeah. I mean... We like to look into things. We, when you guys tell us things, we look into it. Mm-hmm. It's to us, it's fun and it's cool. It's our our team. It's mm-hmm. not my team. It's not Plus's team. Right. It's our team together. And if y'all have questions and wondering things, it's not like our minds are always wondering the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you if you think we're arguing, no, we're, I I just want to know what you're thinking. Maybe it's like I got to look at it at a different angle, mm-hmm. and that's what we try and do. Yeah, and the scheming. That's why we ask these different people to come on to see. What will these guys really bring? Mm-hmm. What what should we be looking at? Not just being blind. Let's right. actually see what the past was, right? It's, it's how it is with the stock market. It's how it is with <laughs> just human nature in itself. The, yeah. the past always repeats. So yep. guess what? Look into what these guys know more than us. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool. And then there was another one, Dmosh at Dmagic underscore DMF, DFM. Uh, another awesome shout out. As Bucks fans, we're in a spot used to rely on a weak professional media class. Now, deluged with podcasts and similar fringe media, it's to the point we have too much quality now. You got to really spend. Wait, you got to really got to you really got to spend your content time right at Real Bucks Talk and at the Pewtercast are just an okay sign <laughs> but no that's another one thank you for yeah. the shout out yeah appreciate at the pewter cast again another guys we've met no mm-hmm. cool we've hung out during the game like thank you mm-hmm. like it's it's stuff we love to do and love to share with you and it's things like that when i saw those two things i was like damn mm-hmm. thank thank that it just makes it so much better and more fun and to know that you guys actually appreciate and not or just like, oh, what are these idiots thinking? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah, thank you again. And it just like, you know, me and Mark, we're, we're not, you know, we're not people that are just going to say, oh, we're right and you guys are wrong. No, it, we're open to learning ourselves. And we've learned a lot from this podcast and we learn from you guys as well as far as the listeners. I mean, that's, you know, that's what makes it good conversation good debate and you know really looking at all opinions and perspectives and taking them in and then we kind of modify it to what we think and and just present it in a different way but yeah i mean that's what makes it fun it is i mean i'm totally enjoying this and also i wanted to throw this out there i've started slowly going into instagram now so a lot of the videos that we usually put out i'm going to try and get them on twitter but 
I'm also going to put them on Instagram because Instagram is literally picture and video. Mm-hmm. So like all of our video content will probably be collected there. So I think I just started pushing it out today on Twitter. So whenever I post on Instagram, it's going to Twitter. So y'all that want to see the videos that we put out all the time, a lot of them will be on Instagram. I'm going to try and keep pushing onto Twitter, but Instagram, we're slowly getting there. So if you like us on Twitter, come join us on Instagram, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, Instagram's another great platform uh, that we're you know going into. And like Mark said, yeah, it's ideal for photos and videos. And that's really where we're going to try to push this year, especially once we get later into uh, this, once the season begins, because then you can take you know photos at the game and videos at the game and put those onto Instagram. So there's going to be a lot of great content, not only draft content, but you know maybe if we like sign a certain free agent, we'll have like some type of photo or video of that free agent. You know, it's just it's a great resource and uh, yeah, it's another great way to share that. You know, Twitter and Instagram and have it uh, going simultaneously. And so organized. Like, yeah, I have so many videos on my phone. I'm like, where the hell are they? But now it's all organized one spot. Right. It's cool. And it's another fun place where we can communicate with y'all. So if y'all don't like Twitter, you can go on Instagram. There you go. (laughs) But now the show is going to be what dedicated all the fans questions. Again, we're appreciating the fans. So let's let's jump into the fans questions. So we asked if you had any questions going into this podcast and where do we got? What's the starting question? Uh, let's start with, uh, here, we'll start at the bottom. Let's go with, uh, our friend Tommy, uh, who always brings all the great questions. Um, with the release of McCoy Stain information right before the combine, do you think this is possible trade bait? Trade bait, trail McCoy being trade bait. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this is cool. This is actually a good question. So I don't know if y'all remember from if y'all are don't or do just root when we had him on. And I was like, okay, well, with Bruce Arians, what is he about? What is he just a funny guy or is he just a hard, passionate guy? He's like, well, he'll say things in his press conference and then mean something totally different. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it will just be a lie. Yeah. So, like, is that really what it is? Like, I mean, because there's, there's been people coming out saying, oh, we're going to be trading Gerald McCoy. He's not going to be on this team. And then Rick Stroud comes out saying, oh, he's staying. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are going to keep him. Okay, they're keeping him right now. Yeah, right. He's under contract. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, he's under contract for three more years. Right. Yeah. Obviously, they're keeping him. It's not like it's oh, he's gonna he's gonna get shipped away. Like yeah. Why would they come out and say they're gonna trade him or release right? him? Right. Yeah. No one's gonna say that. Oh no, we're gonna trade him, Rick. <laughs> Push it out. Yeah. Exactly. This isn't. We don't want to be the Antonio Browns where right. you have no pull. Yeah. Right. Why reveal your plan? Right. So I honestly, does he fit the three four scheme that? We want to run. I honestly still don't think he really is. Like, because yeah. three, four defensive ends need to be able to hold up the run. To me, he just yeah, he's a good one gap blitzer. Right, right. just pushing the pocket. Yeah, can he do that outside edge? I don't know. I mean, everyone else outside of Tampa Bay Buccaneers think he can because they know that's our best defensive lineman. I I don't know. I mean, I would. I is today's the thirty first birthday too. So. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Joe McCoy. Yes. But I, it's not like I'm down in the guy at all. I just, I don't know if he fits the new scheme. And if you're going to go with what you're going to run, I want the best for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not bad on McCoy at all. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if he fits that run stuffing defensive end that yeah. is built for a 3-4 defense. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I agree with that. I think, you know, really it's, yeah, it's like we said earlier. I mean, they just don't want to show their hand. I think 
again, he's under contract. Of course, they're going to say he's going to stay. Um, and I think that could be a plan to, you know, get teams talking. And I think that's what's going to happen this weekend at the Combine. You're going to have guys that are going to be talking to each other. That's exactly. where you propose trade proposals and all those things and, and see what's out there, see what's available. Um, as far as his fit for this team, I think he's still a solid player. And if they do keep him, I can understand it because they're trying to win this year. It's a very important year for the whole organization as far as winning goes. And I think Jeremy McCoy can still be a solid contributor to this team because he is he is a good player. But at that saying that, you know, looking at his contract, I don't think he's worth $13 million. Um, you could restructure his deal and maybe he comes back for less. Yeah, sure. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't think, again, like I always tell Gene on my other podcast, Buck, what you heard, you know, the roster is very fluid <laughs> and it's not final till September 1st. So we got a long way to go. I mean, this... This team could change. That's true. And I mean, and to the credit of Joe McCoy, you don't get rid of your best players. And to be honest, he probably is one of our best players in defense. Behind JPP and Levante David, he's probably up there in the top three. Right. So you don't want to get rid of your best players. That's it's plain and simple. And like like the Raiders got rid of Khalil Mack. There was no point in then doing that. Yeah. But I mean, does it fit what Bruce Arians wants and Todd nah, forgive me. Todd Bowles wants on his defense. From what we've heard from Jess Root, Connor Rogers, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I they just say he could fill that Darnell Dockett kind of role, but again, Darnell Dockett didn't like that. You know, he didn't like yeah. that role. So, you know, as far as production goes, what are you going to get out of him? Um, you know, if he could be that, you know, six to seven sack guy, okay, are you okay with that? Yeah, maybe. You know, that could be good. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Let's uh, we'll move on to the next question again from Tommy. Um, will Jawan Taylor fall to the second round with his hamstring injury? He won't be able to run the 40, I believe. Jawan Taylor? Yes, that was actually reported today. He came out with a hamstring injury. I don't think it was serious, so I don't think it will drop him any. But The tackle? Yeah. Because he won't be able to run the 40. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean to make it seem like it's a dumb question, but, <laughs> I mean, do you expect your left tackle to run – or left or or right tackle to run mm-hmm. down the the yard the forty yards down the field no. full speed. No, I mean I I don't I don't I think mean to made, come across as a, yeah. a pain in the butt when I'm saying that. I think he's made at a, all. I think he's made alluding to just the injury. Will that hurt his stock? I no. don't I don't think it's a no. serious injury. No, because so. I mean again, like you should already have your evaluations on. T- I think Mike Mayock said it every year, which mm-hmm. we're going to miss this year. Yeah, like you should already have your evaluation throughout the whole four years or three years they've been in college right. on tape of what you think of that player. The combine is for that one guy where you're like, oh, he's average speed or mm. he is okay, and then he blows you away. You're like, where yeah. the hell did this come from? That's yeah. when you start looking even more. Right. Yeah. You just want to cement your true facts of what you feel about that player in yeah. the combine. It's a validation process. Yeah, a validation. Mm. And that, Jawan Taylor, he's put up a like. I was one of those. I, I was like, "What? He was a right tackle in Florida. He, yeah. he should have been left tackle." Yeah. And you look at him on tape, you're like, "Wow, he's doing pretty damn good." Mm-hmm. And he's not just a big man pajama. He's actually blocking and yeah. getting upfield when he has to run block. And I, I had my own opinion before I looked at him, and then I looked at him. I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. he, he actually could do pretty damn good." But I mean, yeah, that's. I sorry if I came across weird no. at the beginning of that, but. To me, no, it's like we said, it's validating what you already originally thought. And it's more when someone pops off, you're like, wow, what was that? 
that's when you're like, let's look more into this player. Can we make him something else, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, that answers it. Uh, we'll go on to the next question from Tommy as well. Uh, do you think Deshaun? Tommy, you the man. He is the man. Uh, do you th- <laughs> <laughs> do you think Deshaun Jackson is also trade bait? Yeah, I mean, I think that's been put out there. I think that's the obvious one. Yeah, I mean, to jump off what you're saying, like Deshaun, he's. He's not said he doesn't doesn't want to be here, but he's not saying he does. He's like, oh, it's up to my agent. Yeah, I, I just don't want drama on the team. I mean, and, and like Antonio Brown drama, yeah. Bruce Arians got over there. He's like, stop being a diva. Just get back to what you were doing. Yeah. Same thing to Sean. I mean, Deshaun. Yeah. And it's the same with, you know, just like McCoy, he's under contract. So, of course, they're going to say, hey, we want to keep you. You know, they're not going to say, hey, we're going to get rid of you. Yeah, I mean, they, they, there hasn't been any noise on Deshaun. Right. Recently. They've all said, you know, Jameis even said, he's like, yeah, I'd love to have Deshaun back. And even Bruce Arians said it. So it's all, you know, they're not going to reveal their plan. It's all part of the process. It's all part of the poker game that you have to play with other other GMs. And, uh, you know, kind of raise his value a little bit and see what you can do as far as that's that's concerned. Poker, poker, <laughs> poker, poker. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's Deshaun... Again, another big contract, like you said, with McCoy. And do we want that on the books, considering we have Godwin right behind him? Humphreys, who could go as well. And then a lot of people not realizing, we took Godwin when we didn't really need a wide receiver. And we took Watson, who's, I think, a similar player to Godwin. Mm -hmm. A a very coachable player. Good route runner. Great route runner. Mm -hmm played special teams can block can block like it, it's very similar to what godwin can bring great hands yeah yeah and dependable and coachable is such a huge trait okay mm-hmm. godwin is that watson is that mm-hmm. and i think that fits i mean what why force a player to stay here if he doesn't want to be here right and even deshaun said oh i don't want to go to la and he was at a laker game with lebron sitting next to lebron mm-hmm. looking like a little five-year-old because yeah. lebron's freaking huge <laughs> And Deshaun's just an average-looking dude. So, I mean, I'm not doubting Deshaun. I love Deshaun coming into the draft in Philly. He just he brings you that it factor. Mm-hmm. And does he have a rightfully or rightful argument to get mad because he's not getting the ball? Yeah, but all these dominant wide receivers want that. Mm-hmm. He has the speed. Just Jameis couldn't hit him on it. Well, I'm sorry. The thing is, it's a team game. Mm-hmm. If you don't get your ball, the ball you shouldn't make it an end-all, be-all and just give up. Yeah. Uh, he just wants to win. We all want to win. Yeah, I'm not going to down him, but the thing is, if you don't want to be here, don't be here then. Mm-hmm. Go where you want to go and tell the front office and we'll get you going wherever the hell you want to go. But I want you to want to be here. Mm-hmm. This is Tampa Bay organization paid you. Either respect it and value your contract or get the heck out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to win too. It's not like, the Bucks don't want to win. Right. No, that's well said. And going to go on to the next question. Uh, from, Sorry to rant. <laughs> no, that was perfectly said. Um, next question from Ashley. Do you think Cam Brake gets traded? I mean, that that's a – I honestly don't think he should. I think his, his value is low right now because of the injury. True. Even though he is a very consistent touchdown red zone option, the teams probably do see that. Mm-hmm. I just be based on his injury, recovering from that. I think teams will be like, "Oh no, he's coming off of that, so I'm not going to give you as much." Mm. No, I wouldn't give him away. 
and it's actually a, a contract friendly. Was he making seven million? Yeah, I mean he's pretty much making what OJ Howard is eventually going to make. Yeah. I mean by the time OJ gets to a new contract, I mean Cambray will probably be gone at that time. But yeah, I mean I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be moved this year. I think that's actually one that they do really mean that they're going to keep him. And uh, yeah, I think he'd be a great asset. And I think Bruce Arians is also intrigued by what he can do with two tight end sets. Uh, especially with uh, O.J. Howard and then also Cam Brate that can come in. And also you have an Anthony Auclair that can be, you know, a good check down guy and also can block out of the backfield. So, yeah, I don't I don't think they want to change that. Uh, let's see. Let's go we'll just keep going in order here. I think we got one from Dariel Big Charismo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, if Djax is gone, who's our next possible wide receiver? I think we touched on that a little bit. Yeah, we got Godwin. Mm-hmm. If we don't sign back Humphreys, you got Watson. Still got Bobo you Wilson. You got Bobo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like if we trade d and don't sign back Humphreys, okay, yeah, we're looking kind of thin. Mm-hmm. But if d stays, Humphreys goes, okay, well, you still have an Evans. Mm-hmm. You have a D-Jax. You have Godwin, who probably Godwin could be the number two yeah. right now. Watson next step up. I mean, he could have a Godwin like production mm-hmm. because guess what? There was so many more guys in front of him than Godwin had when he got here. Right. So you don't know what you have in Watson right now. Mm-hmm. You just know you have a coachable player. Yeah. And we still have that guy from last year's preseason. I'm forgetting his name, but he was number 83. Uh, he was good as well. He Bailey? Got... No. Sergio Bailey? Was yeah. it Sergio Bailey? Yeah. He's okay. pretty He's pretty decent. Yeah, he was good. It was he's, Virginia guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was good in preseason. Good route runner. Um, I think there's still a lot of potential with uh, Bobo Wilson. Even I think he's got the speed. Um, he's got decent route running ability. Um, he's got a good connection with Jameis Winston. So I think there's a lot of good positives there. So does Watson. So uh, yeah, I think receiver, and that goes back to your point. I think that's why they drafted Watson last year yeah. because they knew of this scenario coming up uh, this offseason. Yeah, the the one wide receiver that didn't work was Kenny Bell. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the one guy just in light draft, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. He didn't make it. He just, lo- he just lost the ability to catch the ball. Yeah. Him and, and Robert and he, Haran, and yeah, they didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. He drafted Robert Haran? Yeah. The sixth round. I think that was his first year, 2014. Wow. Yeah. But he was just a speed guy out of yeah. Wyoming. That draft is just, you can forget it. I mean, Mike Evans was the key in that one, and also <laughs> Charles Sims. But, I mean, hey, you never know. He could draft another late wide receiver again. I mean, it's just who he values higher in his board. I mean, and then that was another thing. So I want to throw that in there. So at J.C. Cornell, mm-hmm. he runs the Draft Network. Right. This is a cool-ass website, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. check it out. I mean, yeah, you can run your, your mock draft and share it. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. I mean, I did it today. You did it today. Mm-hmm. And it was it was cool to see, okay, well, these are coming up. These are coming up. It's like a mock draft yeah. for everyone to do mm-hmm. it's kind of like your fantasy football draft yeah i would like to talk to him and say to critique it a little bit more where you can kind of see every position at the top and click on that not uh, just who's available uh, true your rankings or prediction i would add a little bit more because that's how nerd i am about it but it's either way cool i yeah. mean you can make your own mock draft and see what's going to happen and i was i was thinking of this like today i, I was like <laughs> i was thinking like if they really want to get like full nerd with it, like yes. really get like the nitty gritty, like you like to say, I would have an option where it's kind of like online gaming where you can have people go into a room 
and you can have 32 users and do a real draft. That would be awesome. It would be time-consuming, obviously. It would take some time, but that would be fun. Like, you make the time limit maybe. It would be like a fantasy draft. Yeah. But, you know, you have 32 teams, 32 users. That would be fun. I just don't know if that's possible for us. Well, he'll probably do it. I mean, if I was him, I would get all these, like, local like media reporters and mm-hmm. be like, Oh yeah, what are you hearing? Yeah. Like NFL network does that. Well, they, they do that on Twitter. They'll have like a Twitter draft yeah. where they draft on Twitter, but just having it on the, the actual website and having like a, tr- Oh, with uh, fans doing it. Yeah. Like a draft yeah. room and yeah, you yeah, join yeah. the room and you go in and you just you pick your team and then, you know, you have a waiting list, I guess for the next group yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And you just try to do it as fast as possible. Maybe do 30 seconds per pick or whatever. You're right. Yeah. It'd be fun and interactive. That would be fun. So. And if the thing is, 32 people actually did stay and do that, uh-huh. that'd be badass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're getting a lot of people coming, yeah. right? Yeah. So that would be fun. I mean, that's just uh, that's just thinking out out you know thinking out loud. <laughs> but uh, um, see if shit hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> but. And then as far as in the ointment, yeah, the line will speak. <laughs> but. <laughs> but um, Another great thing, I mean, that he has is, you know, build your own big board, which is pretty cool. You know, that's another great tool that we can use. You know, you can stack up, you know, prospects and ranking. And we're kind of doing that on our own. We have a, a Google Excel sheet that we're working on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just it's great stuff, really fun. It's addicting. I mean, I did, you know, we both did mock drafts today. So it was, it's, it's something cool. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that may have been just like a, a ploy for him or just have it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's just fun. Yeah. It's something where... Me as a fan, I like to do it. But let's get back to your fans' questions. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we answered the real big Chris, Charisma. I think that's how you say it, Charisma. Uh, let's go to Ashley. She has a great question here. Uh, most likely valued free agent that the Bucks might sign? Most likely valued. Maybe do one on offense, one on defense. I don't know. Hmm. Um, valued. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not shy about this. Preston Smith. Yeah, is a typical three-four edge rusher that we both like. Mm-hmm. And like I looked into him too, and he's consistent, pushes the pocket, but he's big enough to stand up, or not big enough, athletic enough to stand up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're truly going three-four, I would see us doing something like that. Um, but then there's guys that where you're going to look around, or you can look at former Jets players that Todd Bowles would look at, or you can look at former Cardinals players that both of them know. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're saying, like, Deion Buchanan, safety, linebacker, hybrid, obviously. Um, Tyrion Matthew, mm-hmm. everyone's signing him to hit to us, right? Um, on offense, John Brown, you've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, yeah, the Jets guy, I forget, is it Henry Anderson? Is that the guy? Yeah. I heard that. Like, it's another guy that did well last year in the Jets defense. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a hard time recalling his name. So, yeah. will he get big bucks? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if Todd Bowles knows him, he's like, holy crap, he did pretty good in my defense. If they really are going 3-4, yeah. you got to bring in the guys that fit into your 3-4, yeah. right? I mean, you saw what the Cardinals did last year. They tried to run it a 4-3 when they only have the guys for a 3-4. They, they look like work. trash. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> right? So, I mean, if you're going to go into the season and hope you're going to do well, you better have the personnel to run what you want to run. I mean – like, I always compare it. The Patriots, they win every year because they got guys that can run in and run their system nonstop. Mm-hmm. They get rid of good players. They're like, why did they do that? Why did you get rid of Richard Seymour? He was so good still. Mm-hmm. Gave him the Raiders. Because they didn't want to pay him. They just wanted to bring in a guy that could have filled their system. 
And that's the reason, like, I did the draft on J.C. Cornell's Draft uh-huh. Network. Uh-huh. I took Zach Allen. Yeah. Because he's a perfect 3-4 defensive end. You want to fit your scheme to your guys. Your yep. guys do your scheme. Mm-hmm. I mean, let them do what they do best, right? That's what Todd Bowles and Arians both said. Again, just Root said. They say things. You may think they're hopefully going to run a 4-3, but they want to run what they want to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I'm believing the guys that follow the, these two guys already for a long time. I think we're going three four. Yeah, no, that's great points, and I like like some of the. Val- and you name some guys. Yeah, yeah, some of the value names. Uh, I'll give you two positions at right guard. I like uh, you mentioned him today, uh, Angie Andy Lavitre from Atlanta, yeah. the guard. I think that'd be a good solid addition. He's coming off injury, might be a little bit cheaper. Uh, also, AJ Can from Jacksonville. I think he'd be a, a solid addition. You know, powerful run blocker, decent in pass protection. I think he could be a good, you know, good fit next to uh, Ryan Jensen. And then on defense, I think at corner, I think you got some value guys. Maybe a Morris Claiborne. I think could be a good addition for veteran. Um, trying to think who else I liked. Uh, Jason Verrett is another possibility. I know he's Ooh. he's injury prone. I know he's got a lot of injuries, but if healthy, he's one of the better corners out there. I think maybe if you can get him cheap, you know, maybe under $2 million, I think you give him a shot, you know, to come back and maybe, who knows, you see what you can get. Yeah, and then, like, we I, we put our our dra- mock drafts out there. There's always going to be critics and people yeah. wanting to critique it. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of the things was, like, oh, two running backs and, like, <laughs> no corners. Yeah. But I'm, my thing is, like, I, I'm going off of what people have been telling me. So, like, Connor Rogers said, First year, Todd Bowles said he's in, not said he did. Yeah, he got three veteran cornerbacks, yeah. right? Yeah. And my point is this: we just had two rookie cornerbacks come in this year. Yeah, guess what? We look like dumbasses. Yeah, they look like at times they looked lost. Colton Davis did better than MJ Stewart, but the thing is, mm-hmm. they're just not ready. Yeah. So yeah, the, if you draft a corner, a rookie corner, they're not going to look the best. No, I don't see it. They're being put in a lot island. I mean, yeah, Greedy Williams looks good. Byron Murphy looks good. But the thing is, yeah. they're all not going to be Marshawn Lattimore. Right. Okay, so if you have a guy that knows what you're supposed to do, top bowls, do it. Mm-hmm. Like, sign me one of these guys that you know can do what you want them to do. So that's pretty much why I, I, I can't write that in my yeah. draft mock yeah. draft but our, like our oldest corner right now is vh3 and, yeah. you know that's and he's still very young he's only 23 24 years old maybe younger than that but no he's at least 24 right yeah i mean he's young that's the point you know he's yeah. young he's our he's our oldest corner i mean maybe ryan smith is like maybe a year older i don't know but there we have a <laughs> young group we have a young group to, to, to say the least and i'll say this right now we will not draft a corner rounds one through three I always say if we do draft a corner, it'll be on day three, and I'm going to stick to that. Um, like Mark said, wow. I, I think we're going to add a veteran corner. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's the way to go. I mean, I, I'm always one that I think Jason Light sticks to his board, mm-hmm. truly does, because people, they got mad when we took O.J. Howard. Yeah, He wasn't in need at all, obviously, by Cam Brate, but O.J. Howard's a freak. You, yeah. If someone with that talent there, you got to take them. Generational talent. Right? Yeah. So, And you were right. Hargrave is only 23 damn years old. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's going to turn 24 before the season starts, but still, mm. geez. Yeah. And then we we're talking before the podcast. Hargraves doesn't have the deep speed. Okay, cool. Guess what? He fits Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. He's short area quickness was elite. Yeah. He can do it. He can literally be up front in your face. He can be quick. The first 
five to ten yards. That's all you need in top balls defense. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. So another guy, him, Carlton Davis, MJ Stewart, guys who are aggressive, can be in your face. All three of those can fit it. Yeah. If you bring another veteran into that, Brent Grimes is not going to be here. No. There's, there's, we're not signing him back. He's a, a zone guy. He's a veteran. But based on what he said, the drama, no. Mm-hmm. Get out. If you sign a veteran with that, Colton Davis, another year of experience. MJ Stewart, another year of experience. Hargraves, who was looking like he's going to have a good season, then one damn game in, gets mm-hmm. hurt. Those three there, yeah. I, you have something to mess with. Plus Ryan Smith being a more aggressive scheme, playing press coverage. I think that's a better fit for him. Yeah. you know. But is, is he a free agent? No, he'll be back. Oh, okay, he's back. So those are four right there you mm-hmm. have. If you add one more corner mm-hmm. through a veteran, yeah. okay, good. Maybe even draft a corner, like you said, day three. Day three. But no. there's no point to put a pressing need yeah. on it, I wouldn't think. No. I mean, unless you trade McCoy for Peterson, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I keep just, it, I'll keep it simple. We're going to add a veteran corner and a veteran safety. I think that's what they're going to try to do. And uh, I just don't see him adding any more to the secondary via the draft because they've already invested so much draft capital there. Yeah. Uh, they have guys in place. I mean, Whitehead and Evans are very capable of being great starters in this defense, and I think they'll add, you know, like I said, veteran pieces to that just to help them out and help with this learning curve of this new defense because that's why Todd Bowles, he wants veteran guys in there. Yeah, I mean, and then to the Bruce Arians thing, he he sees this team as more, how do I say, Mm. there's more here than there was at the Cardinals when he started there. Absolutely. There is a lot more here. Yeah. It's just get it to you, get it used correctly and add a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, we are not bare. Let's put it that way. <laughs> like, yes, we're more than one player away, but we are definitely not bottom of the barrel. Right. Let's that, like the whole NFL sees us. Yeah. We truly are not. No. And let's get uh, next question. Uh, I think this is the last one. Yes, last question from Anthony. Uh, he wants to know gut feeling on these players, and there's a lot of players he listed. So let's just I'll read them through, and then we'll go uh, through them. Dion Buchanan, Marcus Golden, J.J. Nelson, John Brown, Jesse James, Mikey Potty, Raymond Foster, Morris Claiborne, Alex Okafor. Aaron Lynch. And then he also says we'll probably trade back and draft either Devin White or Jawan Taylor. So a lot there. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> I'm actually, I actually found where you were now. Okay. Um, Deion Buchanan, I'm going to say a yes. I mean, like you said, the veteran, we're probably going to sign a veteran. Mm-hmm. Safety, which he can play, and linebacker, which he can play. Right. I, I see that as a good match. I think it's going to be between him and Matthew. I agree. But. I think it's a yes, especially with a guy that didn't do good last year. You can get him very, very cheap. Yeah. So I think that's a yes. Marcus Golden, that's a rusher that we can get. He was on the Jets and the Cardinals, right? I think it was just the Cardinals. He was, was drafted. Cardinals? He was drafted by the Cardinals. Yeah. I could have sworn. Hmm. That's an edge rusher and a three-four. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a maybe. I mean, hmm. Again, it's guys that you know. Yeah. JJ Nelson. Based on what Jess Root said, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can. They know what they had in him, just speed guy, but he can't catch the ball. No. Mm-hmm. Um, John Brown. I'm assuming it's not Jerome Brown. Yeah, John Brown. I'd give it a maybe. I mean, if you get rid of Deshaun Jackson and you don't sign back Adam Humphreys, then it's a yes. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of ifs and maybes. 
Uh, Jesse James. Why is that? Just because that? Oh, it's been a while. I I no. I, I would say a no. Yeah. Just Anthony Alclair is still there. Um, OJ Howard is going to be such a huge focal point, especially if we get rid of Cambrate. Yeah. I honestly don't think we will. But OJ Howard and Alclair. I mean, that, that's a blocking tight end. I I wouldn't see a Jesse James. Mike Upati. Maybe. I mean, he's a massive guy that they both know. So, yes, I'll say yes on that. Mm-hmm. Ramon Foster, I, I'm not familiar. He's a guard for Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think, then? You're more familiar with it? He's a good veteran. I mean, he's, he's a little up there in age, uh, over plus 30. But, I mean, the guy can play. He's on one of the best offense lines in the league. Um, might be a little expensive, but I think he would be a, a good addition. Hmm. Plug-and-play guy. I'm going to look more into it. Uh, Morris Claiborne. Yeah, uh, we liked him coming in the draft. I mean, he was – Todd Bowles knows him the best on that side of the ball. Will we spend on that? We'll see. I mean, it's a good veteran that you can throw into the, the mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say definitely, yeah. Again, it's it's all depending on money. And that's pretty much – I put that on Instagram. Will we sign back Quan Alexander? It's all the money amount. I mean, coming off of ACL, is Quan going to say, no, look at what I did my whole – Four years prior to that, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. We're gonna find out, right? <laughs> Alex Okafor. That's another rush end. Yeah. Uh, decent player for the Saints. Had some injuries uh, lately. Uh, he was actually quite good for Arizona in the time he was there. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that'd be a solid addition. Again, I went over pay for him. Uh, same thing for Aaron Lynch. I wouldn't overpay, but I think those are two good guys that can play in a 3-4. Yeah, Aaron Lynch. Yeah, Aaron Lynch, USF. Mm-hmm. Um, do the ties or the drama of him, I don't know. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Because he always has something. Mm-hmm. Always, for some reason. Besides being USF, I can't really relate with him because he, yeah. he has one good year in, what, the 49ers? What was his one good year? I think it was with the Niners. Now yeah. he's with the Bears, I believe. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. then now he's like a nobody. Mm-hmm. And then he says we probably trade down, draft either Devin White or Jawan Taylor. Yeah, I, I would say trade down if you can. Mm-hmm. Because at that spot, the only guy I'm comfortable with right now is jo- uh, Jonah Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver, yeah. yeah. Another guy that's a crazy talent, elite athleticism. He mm-hmm. came out saying that y'all are going to be surprised yeah. when the combine comes. There's actually a tweet today that teams are thinking he could be the Melvin Ingram kind of role player that can stand up and rush off the edge. So that got me intrigued. Uh, I don't know if he's that. They said he could do it. They said he could be that kind of guy because he's similar to Ingram in far, as far as size goes and can really rush the passer. Really? Yeah, Ed Oliver is very stocky. His lower half is built. Yeah. Well, like so a, is Melvin Ingram. I mean, he's stocky too. Yeah. So. He's a lot thinner. I just thought it was interesting. Ingram's I, like 250, 260. I would, I would keep Oliver hand on the ground, you know, kind of guy. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, that's interesting that he could do that. I think he can. He's athletic enough to stand up. Oh, I, I think he's going to be one of those wow yeah. guys mm-hmm. where like, holy shit, let's go look at what I've, he I've heard rumors that his, his three cone is going to break the record. I think Fletcher Cox has the record right now. I think, was it his three cone or is it his 20-yard shuttle? It might have been his 20-yard shuttle. But he's, it's supposed to be ridiculous. It's going to be under four seconds is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but, and then he says we're going to draft either Devin White or Jawan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Devin White, Connor Rogers liked him a lot. We had him on last show. 
Devin White, I, I think he's a freak athlete, yes. Does he know where to go all the time? No. He, he was a prior running back when they, LSU got him, and he doesn't really know always where to go. Sideline to the sideline? Yeah, he goes. Mm-hmm. He goes. But the thing is, you, how far back are you trading when you take him? Yeah. I mean, I, I would not be comfortable at five taking him. Mm-hmm. I mean, athletically, yes, he is, he's got it. But I want my guy, if you're top 10, to be the guy. Yeah. Right? I want you starting day one and making an impact. Plug in, play. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly wouldn't. I know a lot of people are fans of him. I, I'm he fans needs, of, his, of his athleticism. Yeah. It's, he needs it's be, everything. He needs to be coached up. Yeah. Uh, very raw as far as the linebacker goes right now. From from instincts and, and knowing how to fill gaps and understanding where to be. Um, you know, missed tackles here and there. But, I mean, NFL coaching can change a lot. I mean, that, you know, we thought the same thing with Kendall Beckwith and, you know, him in the league. I mean, he was a different player once he stepped in NFL football. So, yeah, I mean, it can happen quickly. You can draft on based off of traits and and be successful, but it's a risky pick. Um, And then as far as Juwan Taylor, I I like him. I think, you know, if we trade down, I think he's a good good selection, especially if Jonah's not there. Yeah, we mentioned him earlier. He's Mm -hmm. – He's pretty good. Yeah. I can't there's not much negatives you can say. And that's that's one thing you want to check the boxes on. Like mm-hmm. if you can't complain about certain things, right. He's gotta be a pretty good player. Yeah. Right? I mean yeah. you almost look for bad yeah. just so you can pinpoint it. But there's not many negatives on him. No. Same thing with Jonah Williams, not many negatives. What the negative is short his arm. short arms. Short arms yeah. And oh he can get beat by the bull rush. He yeah. got beat once by Cleveland Farrell in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. After that Everyone on Twitter blew up, oh, he sucks. <laughs> Did you hear his name or get bull rushed again the rest of the game? No, mm. he didn't. There was one occurrence where I was like, whoa. And even I was like, oh, my God, what happened? But then you go back and watch the whole game. It's like, wow, he actually did a damn good job Yeah, across the board. Yeah. Right, so I mean, and and Farrell is no slouch either. I mean, not that guy, at all. That guy's he's going to be first round, very, maybe top twenty, very, maybe higher. Very good player. Doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, and we actually have one more question that snuck in at the buzzer mm-hmm. uh, from One Buck for Life. It's a lot of great players to pick in the top five, but do you think a trade back for more picks is a better option, or being everyone think the Bucks aren't that far off, trading up for who you really want if we don't see a specific player fall into five? I would not trade up. I agree. At all. I mean, you have Nick Bosa, Quinn Williams. that are the top two guys. Would I trade up? I mean, Nick Bosa, if we're going 3-4, Nick Bosa doesn't want to be a stand-up linebacker. Then no. Mm. Josh Allen is a stand-up linebacker, but he has question marks. But he had one good year. Mm. So I, There's no one I would trade up for. I, would, I think we're in a perfect position. I wouldn't trade up. I would trade down if... Yeah. The guy you think isn't there is going to – you want to be there isn't there. I mean, we're in a perfect spot. I, I would not complain. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and I think that's going to do it for questions, and we appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, giving your thoughts and, and questions. We, it's just great talking Bucks football. I think we're going to move into uh, the next topic, talk a little bit about uh, the combine, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so – yeah, I mean, we just with that coming up, we just really wanted to you know talk about what we look for as far as the combine. And again, um, personally, what I look for is just I want to make sure you know measurements first of all, and and medical I think is the biggest thing that gets overlooked. You know, is this guy going to be healthy down the line? But also as far as measurements, is it you know close to what they said? 
um, as far as length and height. Uh, I think that's very important. And then once you get into, you know, obviously the interviews, that's probably the biggest thing for teams. But then once you get into the drills, I think the most overrated thing is the 40 yard dash. I don't, I, I don't qualify that a lot. I mean, obviously it's important for your receivers and your cornerbacks uh, specifically, but for everyone else, I look at the the three cone, the 20 yard shuttle, uh, 60 yard shuttle, all those things are really important. Broad jump, uh, bench press is somewhat important. I mean, um, I think from an offensive line standpoint, I mean, obviously you want to have them over 20 reps, uh, but yeah, I mean, really, it's it's really just breaking it down from that standpoint and really making sure this player matches up to his tape. Um, if this guy runs a 4-3, but on tape he looks like a 4-5, then you got to kind of look back at it and see, okay, where are we missing here, you know? Things yeah, like like, like what guys can run in pads as opposed to running in their underwear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean yeah, so what you were saying about the numbers, and mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of numbers like, holy crap, this guy's fast, this guy can do that. Mm-hmm. The the bench press doesn't mean much. I mean, uh, Christian McCaffrey had what under ten, hitting a nine. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have many. D- does that really matter for a running back? No. Um, Joe McCoy maybe had twenty three bench presses of two twenty five. He doesn't win off of power. He wins off of speed and quickness. Yeah, and he shows that. Yeah. So like some of these numbers you look at, you're like, holy crap, this guy yeah. did forty five reps. Yeah. He's going to be a monster. Vita Vea. No, okay, but it doesn't apply to everyone. Right. Right. Vita Vea, he, that's what his his ability does. He, he's a power player. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to be a power player, better show it. Yeah. Not only in the game, but when they test you for it. And he did both. They mm. matched. They just matched. Okay. Like, yeah. he's a big mauler. He did it in the game status. He showed it when they tested him for it. Mm-hmm. So you want to see the matching, like we say, validating it. Mm-hmm. Validating it. Yeah. But... 10-yard split, the first 10 yards a guy can run, that's usually what matters the most to me. Yeah. I mean, Mark Ingram had an amazing 10-yard split. Mm. His 40-yard dash wasn't that great, but he's quick to where he needs to get. Yeah, That's what you need to be. Like, Hargraves didn't have an amazing mm. 40-yard dash, but his 10-yard split was really good. Yeah, I just look at those little similarities of players that do well, and hand size is huge to me. Yeah. Hand size and arm length. So, J.J. Watt has like 11 inch and a half hand or something like that something very similar to that massive so it's not just your grip strength it's you have that much surface area where you can grab someone and manipulate them Mm -hmm. if you have little hands as a defensive tackle or defensive end it's hard to manipulate someone because you only have so much surface area you can grab yeah aaron donald i think had a huge chance too right he had he was over 10 at least that i mean he just had everything he had really big hands really elite quickness Mm -hmm. Just long speed too, four six, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then bench press. He had everything. He mm. was disgusting. But I mean, you just you tie these things into it, and then look at what they're putting on tape. Mm. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Like, perfect example would be Devin Singletary. Like, he doesn't have great long speed, but he's quick and mm-hmm. shifty. Like, mm-hmm. he can get you that instant ten yards. So when you look at him this weekend. He should have an insane ten yard split. Like mm-hmm. his ten yard split should be quick. If it's not, then you kind of got to go question it and look back at the film. And that's pretty much what this is about. This is what the combine is about. It's about getting your validation, like you said, but also it brings you back to the tape. It brings mm-hmm. you back to looking at it and making sure, okay, this matches here, this matches there, everything is in a line, and and then it you know it makes you question some guys, and then maybe you have a little shift of your board, and and that's. 
that's what it's about. That's what scouts and these GMs are going to do. Like their board is set already. They have a board that's already pre-made or it's been done yeah. since January. Now it's about just filling in the little questions, little gaps here and there and making sure it's in the right spot, making sure you have the best players where they're supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it's arm length is big. Cause like, Hey, look at again, the Patriots, damn it. They do everything right. <laughs> yeah. Trent Dietrich Brown wise, Trent Brown and, um, not just Trent Brown. Who's the the defensive tackle, nose tackle? Oh, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Yeah. And then uh, Trey Flowers. Flowers. Trey yeah. Flowers. All of them extremely long arms, fit big mm-hmm. hands, fit what they want to do in their three four system. Yeah. And they get the job done. Mm-hmm. I mean, and bo- all of them, none of them were really high picks besides Malcolm Brown, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. So, I mean, they just fit a profile of what they like. Right, I mean, it's almost mm. like NCIS or <laughs> or uh, what the hell, a Criminal Mind. Just yeah, yeah. let's fit them to the profile. Let's let's put them in this little thing. Mm. To be honest, the logistics of it and all this player breakdown is starting to turn into that. Mm. I mean, if you fit, like, check all the boxes, you're more likely to be successful. Mm. I mean, and more people are doing it on social media and all these. They're putting these numbers into what. Pro Football Focus does it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if they put the measurables, but they just put stats and mm-hmm. winning reps and stuff. I mean, yeah, it makes logical sense. Yeah, I mean, talk about like don't go off emotion. Go off of what you're seeing. Yeah, exactly. No, but talk about what you, I mean. You you mentioned this to me, and it's a great point. I mean, you talk about body types with offensive line and defense line. Uh, we kind of mentioned that with the arm length, but you just look at guys' bodies and really see. Okay, this guy's a guard. Like he's an absolute guard player like Dalton Reisner he could play anywhere along the line but you can see like he's a perfect guard body too you know yeah I mean so with what I do I mean I have to look at someone's posture or just analyze them okay well you're off balance because mm-hmm. you're you have a forward lean posture or like you're just totally posterior tilted and you're just mm-hmm. you look like a moron like, I mean I, I'm not saying that I'm just I have to look at people in that way so like if you see a person they're extremely lanky their body type is just lanky Mm-hmm. and they don't carry weight much in their arms or legs. It's more in their midsection. Yeah. And they are goofy when they're moving to the side. Yeah. You wouldn't put that person in the, like, yeah, Alex in the middle. Kappa. Alex like, Kappa is a perfect example. So, like, yeah, Alex Kappa and Beninok have very similar body types. Mm-hmm. They don't carry their weight in their arms or their legs or in their ass, to be, to be honest. It's all in their gut or mm-hmm. it's just – and they're going to get pushed off. They're lanky and tall, and they're going to get pushed off their base. Someone, I, I said it today, Jeff Saturday is a stocky, short, just powerful dude. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't fit anyone's profile to be a great center, a great lineman, because he was short mm-hmm. and chubby or whatever. He, but the thing is, he was stocky, held his weight in the center of gravity in, mm-hmm. in his mass, like in the center. Yeah. So he wasn't going to get pushed off his base. Kappa and Beninok are just lanky, goofy dudes. Mm-hmm. They aren't set up to be right guards or left guards or to me, they just aren't. I mean, you look at what a successful guard looks like. It's a stocky guy. that can keep the center of gravity. They don't have to keep reaching. Mm-hmm. Kappa and Beninok, are, they were tackles when they played and they were mm-hmm. successful at tackles. Not everyone can play both. Right. I mean, if you're elite, you're elite. But the thing is, you can get pushed off your center of gravity because you're always reaching. You always have a forward lean mm-hmm. or you're always leaning back. They can take advantage of that. This is the NFL. They're, they're paid a million dollars to take advantage of that. Right. If your forward's leaning forward, they're going to pull you down. 
So, I mean, you have to have a balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, uh, that's why I look at it as posture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at these guys, they fit a mold that I just don't like to be in the interior line. I mean, yeah. a late great guy that I thought was awesome, Aaron Sears, was way back. Mm-hmm. And he got, well, he got depressed and he ended up yeah. getting out of the league. He was awesome with us. He's yeah. a, a mamma jamma, mm-hmm. a, a big boy that could sit in the inside of the line and really absorb a powerful bull rush and just stop it. Yeah. We, Kappa and Beninok do not fit that at all. You look at them on the line, they look skinny. I just, they don't fit in the inside of me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, all these things are just, you know, things to watch for this weekend. Um, you know, like we said, it's just about, you know, taking the measurable, the measurables, the the testing, all of it, you know, finding out the medicals and really just lining it up to, you know, what they look like on tape. And you're making sure that matches up, you know, and it's, it's just simple like that. I mean, really, you can't really overanalyze it and you can't um you know you can't make these numbers you know push up a player so high like if someone runs like a four two yeah sure you're gonna go look at him again but you know it's not the end all be all uh for these guys um so really making sure like okay tape check okay measurables all those things check up and and that's what uh that's what we look for and uh, it makes it fun it, it really does make it fun so uh, with that being said, I, do we have anything else? I was trying to think of. Um... No, my funny little thing was mm-hmm. the, the AAF, the yeah, what the American Elite Alliance or Alliance of American Football. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, I was just wondering. So these guys are coming in. This it truly isn't minor leagues, but is it something? Uh, probably all y'all have the same question. Mm-hmm. So they're doing so good. Could a team literally just sign them off? Okay, like. Everyone's saying, oh, Trent Richardson's coming back. He's mm-hmm. making this big, grand uh, ploy to get back into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, then I looked it up. I was like, okay, we'll see what, what, what he's getting. He has six touchdowns in three games. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then you look at his rushing stats. It's 59 rushes for 145 yards. <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. 59 rushes, 145. What is that yards per carry? That's 2.5. That's not good, guys. No, no. But the six touchdowns three in three games, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, just to me, I'm like, well, how does it even work? I mean, I think right. it's awesome to see football all the time. Mm-hmm. But if, say, if the Bucks wanted to get Richardson, do you think we could literally sign them, or do we have to wait till their season st- stops? I don't even know how that contract yeah. works. Yeah, I have to look into that. I want to say we could probably sign them once the season's over. You know, once you get into May, June. I mean, I would say you could probably sign. But what does that do for their team? Because then they're they're losing players. Uh, so yeah, I have to look into that. I don't know if they can transfer leagues or not, or play in both leagues. And, you know, if they sign with an NFL team, do they have to go back to their team in the AAF, you know, back in the spring, you know, how does that play a role? That's so, a buyout or something, something along those lines. I think, you know, obviously if they, if they lose a player, they can just replace them with, you know, someone's going to be out there. So, you know, I was looking at the Orlando team. I really like the receiver for them, Jalen Marshall. I think he's a he's a good player. Um, I like the Garrett Gilbert quarterback. I think he can be a decent NFL backup. And hey, the Bucks need a backup, so mm-hmm. you know he might be a good fit. Uh, but yeah, I'll have to look. We'll have to both look into that and yeah. see how that would play out. But that's that was just top of the head, like yeah. literally thinking right before <laughs> yeah. you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that, uh, what else did I want to say? I wanted to say something else along with our mock drafts that we did today. Um, 
I don't know if we touched on it. I think it was the running backs uh, taking multiple running backs and, and talking oh, yeah, about yeah. that. You know, I, I think the main thing with that is just we need a dynamic running back, guys. You know, you can't – oh, yeah, that's what it was. The whole topic of Alex Kappa and um, Rojo, you know, taking it to the next level this year and relying on them. I was like, no, you can't really rely on them just yet. I mean, Kappa, like we said, is more suited for a tackle. And then Rojo, we just don't know if he can catch the ball and be that every-down type of guy. Um, and you need to add more to that position. Um, so that's what our thinking was, you know, adding dynamic backs that can do everything. And this is a passing game still. So Yeah, yeah and I I agree. We agree yeah. a lot of the times. But <laughs> the thing is, yeah, like you have question marks. You want to have as few question marks as you can possibly have. Right. So if you're wondering about if we have a pass-catching running back, guess what? We don't. Right. We don't have one. We have Ellington, which we just signed, who's 30 years old. Not a guarantee. Not a guarantee at all. Yeah. It could be just a body that can catch a ball. Wouldn't you want a guy that you know can and can thrive for the future? Are you going to depend on Rojo, who you don't know? No, but the thing is, my mock draft, I took them late. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm putting the whole future on this guy. No, I, I yeah. would not take a running back my top two picks. I may yeah. take them in the third if I really love a guy. Yeah, we both took Singletary in the fourth. So yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean. So that just shows how much we like Singletary. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is just, if he's there, I mean, I, yeah. that's a guy I'm, I'd bang on the, the table for. Yeah. Right. I mean, the dude is, he's a poor LaShawn McCoy. I mean, he's like. Poor. He, he, well, I'm poor just, man's. <laughs> poor man's LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. I mean, he just has that same type of vibe where, I mean, very shifty, make people miss. But he breaks more tackles. Breaks tackles. So that's something that McCoy doesn't do. Yeah. I mean, he's got the motor. I mean, they call him Motor Singletary. That's his nickname. Right. So. so yeah. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it's just, maybe it's a guy we really, really like and mm-hmm. we'll bang on the table for like yeah. i said but, but i mean it's again and then i took to a guy talent. i took gaskin in the seventh seventh round mm. i'm not oh i'm gonna get fired based off of that one i mean no i mean it's it's again addressing a, a need where we don't have anyone that can catch a ball would i be fired off that probably not but i mean it's someone that could literally fit a special teams category it's someone that can catch a ball and literally showed in, in college he can do it all so I, I wouldn't be upset at that at all. Right. That's based on off. Yeah, we took a corner early. And then guards, I I take Dalton Reisner because I think he can play anywhere across the line. And he's a big body, big mold, mm-hmm. and can fit anywhere. I mean, we obviously need offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. That's point blank. But other than that, I mean, the, to me, we really do need pass catching, running back. that can be multiple. Yeah. I don't think Ellington's the last. Yeah, no, that's great points, and uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, tonight. Um, but again, thank you guys so much for you know following us and asking questions and 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 being uh, just interactive. Uh, we really appreciate it. It makes the show go. Um, but with that being said, be sure to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Real Bucks Talk, and also be sure to uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and if you can, uh, please give us reviews and ratings and tell us what you think about the podcast. Uh, and as always, go Bucks, and everybody have a great week. <laughs>